1: yeah still wearing the rompum? i'm not still wearing it but i will tell you i actually hung it up in my closet last night because i've i've already found another occasion for it it's really comfortable you gotta get one
2: wait wait what would that occasion be
1: um, I'm going out on a friend's boat and oh. I feel like it's the right outfit to wear. Okay. George, let me tell you something. A romper, romp him. I don't care what you call it. Very, very comfortable article of clothing.
2: Uh, but I would imagine go to the bathroom is a huge pain in the ass.
1: Not a problem at all. Mine had a zipper that went from my neck. Oh, that's to, right. You had yeah. the zipper. Yes. Yeah. All the way down. Yeah. All the way down.
2: Okay, we don't need to go that far.
1: No, just easy. All, all the saying. way
2: down. Easy access. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the girls were immediately recoiling, going, God, again with this guy.
1: <laughs> so, Sedona,
3: real quick that you mentioned that. It was really funny with Cap's daughter, Jillian, being in here last night because she was sitting in the production suite. And every time yeah. Cap would say, like, try and use, like, a drip or a – that's – hot AF or whatever he says, she would just go cringe. I just can't. It was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing her dad in his, his natural setting like that at
1: <laughs> work. Really? Is that, would she say
3: cringe? Oh, yeah. yeah, she
1: said cringe multiple times. Really? I will say this. Uh, she didn't think that it was weird walking around crypto with me. She was like, I kind of forgot you're even in that romper. You know, it just kind of looked cool. You rocked it. Yeah. Safari. I mean, still. well, George. you
2: you you also have that kind of confidence in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it's OK. By the way, Chris is texting me now. He's like, come on, Sedano, make me an offer I couldn't refuse. That's good. And I just said to, I just
1: wrote him back on a text. I, said, I laughed. Yeah. I'm and he's like, it. I didn't hear you laugh. I, I mean, he's so needy this Chris. Like, it's like on the inside yeah. where it counts. I mean, no, I laughed out loud. I did. LOL. I Yes. All right. All right. LOL IRL. In real life. Yes. OGFR. On God yeah, for O-G-F-R. Real. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, on God for Real, remember? What was the one you made up the other day that we that, said was that's terrible? That's the one. That's it, OGFR. That's mine.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. because <laughs> yeah, I had to think about that one. I didn't know what right. the hell that was. Yeah,
1: OGFR, man. That's mine.
3: <laughs> when I told your daughter, Jillian, that you have these what we call capisms, she was. I was yeah. like, and he, he claims to learn them all from you guys. She was like, oh, he does, but he always screws them up. And I was like, yep, exactly.
1: Oh, there <laughs> you go. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> we should have her on the show more often. Yeah, she was good. She was pretty good yesterday. I was impressed. You, you know, she, When we yeah. were walking out, she had a little swagger. She's like, you know, Dad, not my first rodeo. Been on before, you know. I got this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, right. you say so. You yeah. say so, girl. Yeah.
2: It isn't her first rodeo, clearly, mm-hmm. so there you go. Yeah. George, uh, so I was anyhow, driving home. So-
1: I want you to know I was driving home last night, right? Yeah. Uh huh. And now the Laker postgame show is over by this time because right. on the way home, I had to stop at an In-N-Out because every uh-huh. time my daughter and I, and we traveled. I mean, every weekend from the time she was probably 12 years old till she was 18, like every weekend at a soccer event somewhere throughout Southern California. Yeah. And after the games were over, we'd always stop at In and Out. So you know, she's 19 now. This was like a really nice father-daughter day together. We yeah. stopped at In and Out, and we just both destroyed. Just, just. There's no sense in trying to like skimp on anything. You know what I mean? Like, just if you're gonna yeah. get it, go Crush all it. in. Just go all. Yeah. Really. So we're driving home. This is after the Laker postgame show, and the ESPN Network stuff starts to come on now, you know?
2: Right, right, right. And
1: whoever, like, the Sports Center anchor is, is like, let's go out to Los Angeles where George Sedano, who was calling this Laker-Sixers game tonight, is standing by with some postgame thoughts.
2: Oh, right. I recorded that with Roz after
1: the game, yeah. Right. And you come on, and, I mean, dude, people would always say to me, hey, Kaplan, when I hear you on the sideline of an NFL game, you actually sound really professional, you know? Because I guess the rest of the time I sound like, you know, like me. Uh, Right. Can you understand what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, last night, post-game, national radio, breakdown of the game, like a whole different guy. I mean, like super, super play-by-play professional. I'll say this right now. Um, This whole Joe Buck contract with ESPN, it will be eclipsed very, very soon by the work that you are doing, my man. What do you think about that?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't know. That'll be the case. No, I mean, no that's the case. Trust me when <laughs> yeah, I tell you. No, $15 million dollars
1: a year, Joe Buck, That you're going to be 15 and 1. 15 million and 1. <laughs> you're going to have a symbolic contract that says, I want one more dollar than Joe Buck. Okay. What do you think about this?
2: I mean, I, listen. I, I'm okay with making you know just a dollar right now. I feel like so I'm I'm okay. You know. I, I thought you were going
1: to say half money. of what Joe Buck makes. You'll be all right. I mean
2: half, which would, would be incredible. I mean I wouldn't. I mean listen, if they you want to just make. give me half, I'm good with that. Yeah,
1: complain sure. about the taxes and then go. Come on, half is only this. No, I mean listen, for, don't
2: even get me started with people like who complain about taxes and they make millions of dollars. Like all stop, all you all make all millions of it. dollars. All right. Like, I saw this, you know, somebody put out, like, oh, Tyree kill picked the Dolphins because uh, they could save $4 million in tax. I'm like, he's making $120 million. Like, what are we, he's saving $4 million? Like, I mean, I get it. It's a lot of money. But if you're already making $120 million, it's not that much money.
1: I don't know. $120 million. Take your uh, federal taxes, you're down to $60 million, you pay your agent, right. and all of a sudden you're okay. down to $55 million. You know, okay. that $4 million still, dollars That's adds still up.
2: generational money. Like, it doesn't matter. No. Like, know. I... Listen, I, I I would never, I, I have learned in life, okay? I've been very fortunate in this business, right? I don't make decisions based solely on money. I think that it's so funny because I just had this conversation. Here's a little, we'll do a little life talk today. All right. So nice. I just had this converse, conversation, buddy of mine, right? Who's, he's, he's not thrilled what he's doing for a living, right? He's like, mm-hmm. man, I don't know, you know? Like, it started with because he had an issue at his house, right? He had a plumber come over. And the plumber charges like $600 or whatever to fix whatever he's got to do. So he asked the plumber, like, how much money uh, are you making? Um, and then he uh, – the guy said, yeah, I make $600 on this. You know, he's like, I probably make like on average on my work day probably like $200-something an hour uh, because I do like nine jobs a day. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. – so." and he's got his own business, right, like the plumber. And he make, He told him, like, he asked him, like, All right, come on, tell me how much you make. He's like, I make like a million and a half <laughs> a year, you know. How much? And he – a million and a half a year. A plumber? Now, he's got his own business, All okay? Right. So, uh-huh. you know, he, he's not just the guy doing the plumbing. You right, know he's got other mean? plumbers. Like, right, but he, his business rakes in about a million and a half dollars a year. Okay. Um, and my buddy was like, what am I doing with my life? And I'm like, yes, but every job has pros and cons to it. True. The pros are that gentleman rakes in a million and a half a year in his business. The cons
1: are occasionally he has to deal with poop. Oh, not just poop. Like the other day. My daughter, like, picked up, the dog had an accident. So she picks up the dog poop, puts it in the, in the toilet, and then with paper towels, shoves it down the toilet. Now the toilet is completely clogged. That's and, what happened to me, remember? Yeah, and I'm, right, and I'm standing there trying to unclog this toilet with a plunger. Well, the plunger is getting everything everywhere soaking wet, so the mess is being bigger. Now, I tell everybody in the house, don't use the bathroom. I'm probably going to have to call a plumber. What does right. the same daughter do? goes into the bathroom, takes care of personal business, double, if you know what I'm saying, on top of the toilet that she had already flooded the day before. Now, the poor plumber comes to the house today, and thank God, thank God I'm not here to take the plumber, and she's here. Because I didn't want to have to say to him, sorry, dude, my daughter kind of made a bigger mess. She had to be here to face the plumber. That's the mess I made. Sorry, plumber. Being a plumber's rough, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, so anyway, so my buddy was oh, like, back to your he buddy, was like, my bad. yeah, yeah, he was like, man, the plumber has me shook, man. I, I think I went into the wrong line of work, and I'm like, and he's like, not that I necessarily want to be a plumber, but I'm starting to think, that, you know, maybe, I, you know, I, need, I should do something different, and, you know, so I refer, Pat Riley always says this, that, you know, now, not everyone's capable of doing this, but every 10 years, he believes you should make a a real change or pivot to what you do with your life, Right. Um, and it's what you know it 's in like his book, right the winter within all that mm-hmm. stuff, so uh, I said to him, well, look, we all go through these moments like that right like and, and my thing to him was in life you got to balance your passions, whatever you 're talented at, right like whatever you 're good at, and your happiness, etc, with the type of lifestyle you want to live right so what are you willing to sacrifice to make sure all that happens um and, and so it, it's funny when you say that about just like jobs or whatever, like, yeah, most people aren't uh, don't love what they do. I, you and I and, and, and the, the lucky few uh, get to do what we like to do for a living. I happen to be taking on a new thing on play by play that most people start doing in their 20s. And I'm trying to, like, speed through
1: this in my early 40s.
2: You know yes. what I mean? So, of course, I'm I having
1: do. fun doing it. That's for sure. Just telling you right now, Joe Buck. When I negotiate this new deal with ESPN, I want one dollar more for my client. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna. I'd be happy to get literally like one um, twentieth or whatever of what he's making. I, I mean, you know, Joe Buck
1: that. is the is a legend. That guy's he's like the best in the business. All right, all right. Look, all I'm listen. All I'm telling you is this: yeah. I'm driving home last night. I'm hearing the ESPN National Network postgame show. They mm-hmm. toss to you. I obviously know, you know, they recorded this a while ago, and George is in bed by now, but the rest of yeah, the world Yeah, I'm definitely is
2: not. It's still at the arena doing right, this live. right? right
1: yeah. And I'm just telling you, man, it sounded great. You yeah. know, it really are did. Are you saying
2: that Sliwa did not sound great? Did he sound distraught? What happened with Sliwa? Was no, he sad? Uh,
1: you know, no, Lee, Sliwa, though, but Sleewa sounded like so many others in the media at the post-game press conference that are like, so you guys really played great without LeBron and kind of were in the game the whole time. Aren't you guys awesome? Like, What, <laughs> what is up with everybody here? What's going yes. on, man?
2: So, so Lindsey asked me that question, like, what do you think about like, what happened yesterday? And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I said uh, about that game yesterday because I, I feel like there's two ways to look at it. So we'll do that on the other side. Stick around. We're back in four minutes.
0: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
2: We did do the Coos train for that one season. It was a good bit. Um, by the way, Chris Bosh, after his agent, longtime agent passed away, he was a Rob Palinka client for many years. Not you're many, right. but several years. Yep, Rob Palinka was knows. Chris
1: knows that you got that thing for your Miami Heat guys.
2: Yeah. Oh well, I love Chris Bosch. He's like one of the nicest people you ever meet. Um, How you like Peyton and just Manning? Like, I've never met Peyton Manning, so I don't know. But I mean, he seems cool.
1: Seems like a great guy, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I, Have yeah, you ever I'm met him, on on him Cap? Yeah, met him a couple times. I was gonna say I met him
3: once at. Uh, when else we're gonna? He, text he was you too? Super nice.
1: You know what? Hold on a second. I'm getting a text from Peyton of right now. Of course you are. You know? Yeah. Of course. Started yeah. off with hashtag Omaha, which is kind of what he does when he texts. Says, how come you're not, <laughs>
2: you haven't been on the show yet?
1: Uh, we can get him on. I mean, he's, he's he's actually texting me right now. He's going, yo, I'm driving around Beverly Hills yo. right now. I'm mm-hmm. listening to you and Sedano. I love this show. Uh, thanks to Al Michaels for turning me on to it. This is from Peyton Manning. I don't oh, know right. what you want me to tell yeah. you.
2: Uncle Al. Did Gavin know, so he doesn't know Gavin Newsom.
3: He just knows Al Michaels. I need
0: obviously.
1: receipts, Cap. I need receipts. receipts. Have him yeah. on the receipts. show on this,
3: mm-hmm. the same day.
1: Like as at the same Michaels? time. Yes, that'd be oh. great. Okay, how about the governor? You want the governor on as well? Yeah. yeah. Nah, Whatever. Nah, all right. All right. Yeah. Hey, I. By the way, I heard or read. Not sure if I heard yeah. it or read it. I may have written it down and then read it. Nonetheless, I was told that the governor, guys, this was based on something that Laura brought up the other day, of returning four hundred dollars to everybody because of the mm-hmm. gas prices. Uh huh. That it's actually um, eight hundred. Well, you can get up to eight hundred mm-hmm. if you In have two cars right. yeah, yeah. registered. But, like, I have four cars. I have four registrations. So I can only get a max of 800 rather than the 1600 Better switch oh. those registrations into someone else's name. I know, right? And I just got the yeah. new stickers. They're sitting right here, the new stickers. Oh,
2: you should have switched them on to, like, uh, your kids'
1: names. I know. I know. Now I'm out, $800. Thanks, Governor.
2: I mean, well, you're also I mean, in for $800 mm-hmm. that you didn't
3: have. Yeah, you can't complain about free money.
1: That's true. I just wanted more free money. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm mad at that. You know, Beggars can can't me? be choosers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so anyway, right. George, did you, uh, did you like the whole romper thing last night? Did you like everybody? I thought it was great. Yeah, I was it? very. I, I
2: told you I liked it. I, I mean, I thought Greg's was ridiculous, but I thought you and Clinton actually played it off.
3: Oh, just Clinton funny. looked money. Now, oh yeah, yeah. Now, George, did you see the other two options that Cap had the could have chosen? No, he...
2: no, I just saw the one he
1: wore the tiger thing.
3: Oh, I'll have to show you those because the other two were pretty. Yeah, Just text them to me. Yeah, they were. They were Bergman like.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It was. I see. I went more with the Clinton side of I can actually pull this off, and right. less of the Bergman side where it looks like I'm wearing a costume. But there's a lot of videos that are mm. surfacing now of yeah. us walking around crypto yesterday. Is and, there really? I love yeah. that. Oh yeah, and there are people like you see their reactions like. Who the F are these three guys? Right,
2: right. For sure they have to think that something's up with you. Yeah. Right,
1: right. They looked at us. And the there's like
2: to... like people following you, so there's that part of the equation too.
1: Right, and they're like, who are these Aqua Velvas? Like, who are these three characters? Wait, what, wait, what's wait,
2: more... wait. Aqua Velvas? Like, you mean like the shaving uh, like thing?
1: Yeah, like they called us like that. You know what I mean? Like, like we're not, I mean, it's not like a classy cologne. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's, it's no okay. brute. So, I
2: mean, listen, right. people... Do who think, looking, Lindsay, do you know what Aqua Velva is? Mm-mm. Laura, did you know Aqua Velva? Mm-mm.
1: Oh, yeah. It's very contemporary They're, they're not reference. old enough. I knew so that. you know. It's a very yeah. contemporary reference. Is it a cologne? Yeah. Is that yeah. what you...
2: No, it's an aftershave. Oh, right. Okay.
1: Different. Very different. Do people aftershave. still
2: wear aftershave? I mean, old people, probably. Yes.
1: Okay. Well anyway, oh. people were looking at us the way I would be looking at people <laughs> if other people were wearing rompers. If I was walking by in normal clothes and three grown men were walking by in rompers, I'd be looking at these guys going, "Who the f* are these three guys?" And I swear They still you, sell
2: Aquavelva. They, they do. do? Really? I just I googled it. Walmart has it and Target has it too. Yeah.
1: yeah. i like and Amazon. my
2: dad used to use this
1: Oh, really? Yeah. They got the green and the blue? Because yeah, I like blue. the green well, I did you see the blue? Yeah. Oh, really?
2: There's
0: a, there's a blue and then there's an orangey one. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: There's an
2: orangey. I do see that. What is that orangey thing? Yeah. Oh, it's a musk. Oh, yeah. of course, Kappa mm-hmm. musk. Yeah. Not the classic ice blue. I remember when I was a little kid, my dad had it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Let me talk about like 1980. Like my earliest memories of like 81, 82 in that range. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would go into the bathroom and I'd throw on some Aqua Velva. Right I think, on. As like a little kid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there was actually an Aqua Velva aftershave, and there was a different one that was a cologne. And if you screwed up and used the cologne rather than the aftershave, it would burn real bad. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, So, anyway, people were looking at you.
1: People are looking at us like, who are these guys? And I'm looking at people going, hey, if I were wearing normal clothes and you were wearing a romper, I'd have the exact same reaction that you just had to me, Correct.
3: Yes. You guys did get a lot of compliments, though, especially, like, women were... Audibly con- complimenting you guys, saying like, wow, I
1: like your outfit. I yeah. like lo- you look great." Well, they they like the confidence, Lindsay. That's what women like. Okay? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> See, I know these things.
3: <laughs> I think you're onto something, considering that Clinton had a young
1: pop star. I know Kesha
2: was into him. Yeah.
1: Wait a second. Hold on. Wait. Time out. Kesha was into Clinton Yates last night. Yeah, she I- liked
3: his uh,
2: outfit. Yeah, she
1: specifically. Said. Like, I like your outfit. What are you doing tonight? Hold on, I heard this story from Clinton Yates directly last night. Here's what I thought I heard. Yeah. He he was in our suite and next door in the in the next suite there was like a whole contingent of people, Mina Kimes and other yeah, like Yeah,
2: well there was the it was the Sixers suite, it was Daryl Morey's suite.
1: Oh, that's whose I didn't realize whose suite it was. Yeah. So yeah, so so there were Yeah, cuz Pablo
2: Torre uh wrote Many, 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 many years ago, uh, a story about analytics. And he's been on those Sloan MIT conferences thing. And that's all Daryl Morey's work. Like, he created that Sloan conference and all that stuff. So him and Pablo go way back.
1: So so there's this contingent of, like, ESPN-type TV personalities in the next suite. And Clinton is talking to somebody, you know, kind of having, like, one of those around-the-horn moments. Like, I'm on TV, you're on TV, let's hang out together. Yeah. And and there's well. Talking. They might have been
2: Pablo Torre, who was also on Around the Horn.
1: Right. I think there were a lot of people involved in this conversation. Right. So and Mina, who's know, also on Around the Horn. Who else?
2: And Mina, who's also yeah. Mina, on Around
1: of course. Right. Yeah. So so now Clinton leaves our suite, goes next door to their suite. So Clinton comes back with this story. He goes, "You're not going to believe what just happened." I go, "Tell me, tell me what happened." He goes, "I'm standing there, being cool, you know, looking money like I was." And um, this girl comes up to me, and, and I'm in the middle of a conversation, and she just butts right in, and she goes, excuse me, what's your name? He said, I'm Clinton. And she said, what are you, what are you doing later? Because I really love what you're rocking right now. And he says, well, what's your name? And she says, I'm Kesha. Now, he tells me this no, story. No, wait, wait.
3: You got it all wrong. Because remember, oh. Clinton had. Cl- of course he did. Clinton has Tell a me. girlfriend, so right. we don't want to, anyone to misconstrue the situation. Kesha went up to, to Clinton, like you said, mid conversation, right. interrupted right. it, and said, Hey, what's your name? And he was like, I'm Clinton. And she was just like, I really like your outfit. What are you doing tonight? And he was like,
1: eh, You know, whatever. And he that's where like, it ended. It ended right there. Right. But when he told me this story, he said her name was Kesha. So I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, that's nice. A girl came up to you. She said, how you doing? I like what you're wearing, and my name's Kesha. He didn't say specifically it was Kesha the pop star. star. Yeah, it was.
2: How many other Keshas do you know?
1: Well, I just thought that it was an unusual name. I didn't know that it was like Kesha Kesha. Well, going I mean, back to his question, though, how many you know? <laughs> I mean, I know a few. Uh-huh. I mean, as I mean, a, a few
2: as in how many? Like Kesha
1: Rosenberg is a member at my synagogue, for example. Right. Oh, you know sure. her? sure. You yeah.
3: made that up. Okay, maybe a little
2: bit. <laughs> yes, made, 100%. You
1: don't really? Okay. Kesha and, you don't, really? okay. <laughs> Kesha and you lied again. <laughs> I <according laughs> lie? did you. lie. That is not a lie. That <laughs> how is, is that, uh, that not is, a lie? That, that is being a creative uh, is what that is being. Oh, my That's God. It's being creative hey, so in real, storytelling.
2: Real, real quick, speaking of the Laker game, so before we went to break, yeah. You asked. You were saying the thing about like Sliwa was doing the thing that everybody was doing, which is making excuses, like just in other words, just like moral victory. Right. So, Lindsay, you asked me a, a, very, a specific question, which was similar to that, right? When we were talking earlier today, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it was basically what I thought of like the performance or whatever, and because you, because I said to you guys, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I saw you guys at halftime. Said I'm kind of surprised the game is this close. So you were like, yeah, you were even surprised the game was close. And I said, yes. I said, but while I was surprised the game was close, I don't think that means anything necessarily. Like, we've seen a million instances. I mean, you can literally go on the NBA calendar, and there's at least 20 times a season where a team that's completely undermanned, forget about plays close, wins the damn game against, Mm -hmm. like, a really good team. So, because, you know, I had this conversation after the game with Tyrese Maxey. He was, like, our player of the game. And I said, hey, you guys, uh, you know, they beat the Heat. The night before, without Embiid and Harden, and he had like a big game. I said they were playing without LeBron. Was that kind of in your head, considering what you guys had just accomplished? He's like, absolutely. He's like, "There's only like 500 guys in this league, and you got to respect every single one of them. Any given night, you can lose to anybody, and it's true." So, I, I don't think that that actually meant anything that they were played them close. So, I, I, if that was your point cap, I'm with you. It's silly. yeah. I mean,
1: I, I feel like I feel like the way the media questions the Lakers is like hey, you guys just uh, won a couple of games. You won them on the road. One of them was a really nice win. The other one is LeBron going home. And, you know, you guys played much better than expected tonight because LeBron wasn't in the game. In fact, you kept it close against one of the better teams from the East. So there's this, this tone of you accomplished something tonight by losing, respectably. And I just feel like like I was disappointed with LeBron. I mean, the way he jumped over Kevin Love, his knee looked fine to me. Did he not know you were calling the game last night? Did he not know that Cooper Cup was going to be sitting courtside? Did he not know that I was wearing a romper last night?
2: No, probably none of that, to be honest with you. Um, so, anyway, but we can continue this discuss- or discussion on the other side. Plus, a seminal moment for the Dodgers. We'll get to that coming up in two minutes and 45 seconds.
0: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for
1: details. (laughs) Oh,
2: I hate chocolate covered
1: raisins. I know. We we don't we remember this a year ago?
2: Yeah, you love them.
1: Yeah, and I got food shamed. Raisinets? You You love raisinets? Yeah, he loves raisinets.
3: What about the yogurt covered raisins? I love those too. That's worse. I like those.
1: Those make me feel like they're a little bit healthier, the yogurt-covered raisins. But, listen, a raisin add a milk chocolate-covered raisin, phenomenal. Ugh. And then a dark chocolate-covered raisin.
2: I mean, dark chocolate is great, but not on a raisin.
1: Outstanding. I mean, if you really want to spike your blood sugar, a milk chocolate-covered raisin is very good for that. Oh, them. yeah, cause that's what I love to do. Yeah. Right before bed, that's a good time, I think. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean Jesus. seriously, I mean, you got to pick the right time to eat these kinds of things, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, what did Christopher say about the? Uh, oh, Doogie Hauser. Yeah, uh, uh, Doogie Howser. Not only was he a genius at like twelve or eleven or whatever. He was sixteen
3: when the show started.
2: Was he like that? Was the character he played was sixteen? Or you mean mm-hmm. NPH? Mm-hmm. No, there's no way that it was. That was the character. What the age of the character?
3: Yeah, it says started. the series begins on Hauser's sixteenth birthday.
2: Really, he looked younger. I yeah.
3: That. Well, I do remember in the, like, the open of the show, didn't he have, like, his driver's license?
1: I don't remember that. Um,
2: oh, no. Here, okay, so here we go. Um, I'm reading it here. It says
1: here, uh, finished it medical class, school four George. years
2: later. At age 14, Hauser was the youngest licensed doctor in the country.
1: Okay, but is that where the show starts? Or are we two years into Doogie's career?
2: Here this is the plot. Literally, it says right. here Dr. Douglas Doogie Hauser is the son of David and Catherine Hauser. As a child, he twice survived early stage pediatric leukemia after his father, a family physician, discovered suspicious bruising. The experience contributed to the younger Hauser's desire to enter medicine. Processing a genius intellect and a photographic memory, Hauser participates in longitudinal study of children of child prodigies until his 18th birthday. He earned a perfect score on his SAT at the age of six, completed high school in nine weeks, graduated from Princeton University in 1983 at age 10, uh, and finished <laughs> medical school four years later. At age 14, Hauser was the youngest licensed doctor in the country as a newspaper article. Uh, there's next a big next paragraph. Says he can't buy a beer. But the series begins, okay, there you go, on Hauser's 16th birthday. All right, you were right. I'm sorry. Just,
1: uh... <laughs> hey, at least you read to us the entire plot of the show.
2: There you go. It was you a know. good show. Uh, it was a good show. I love so Bill anyway. Patrick Harris, you guys. Yeah, he a... was a uh, yeah, he was a doctor.
1: Yeah, but he, but NPH, my favorite NPH movie though.
2: Love NPH.
1: You like him? What the you... greatest
2: radio interview I've ever done.
1: Really? In, he was incredible.
2: About? He was incredible. I had him on, I, I when I was working in Miami, and he, we he was in the Smurfs movie. So somehow I had a producer who was really good and tied into all these Hollywood junkets and all that stuff. So they got NPH to call in and we had him on. I was doing a morning show back then. And we had him on and we talked about him working with Sofia Vergara. And then we you know when LZ was on the show, we used to have this conversation all the time. We used to call it snatchback power, right? So I asked NPH about snatchback power. Um and he he just was he thought it was hilarious. Like he was going on about how he would go to bars and like women would hit on him and they'd be like I know you I, I know I can get you to turn back <laughs> is what they would say
1: um, and that's he, what so he most told, guys would say most guys would t- say that to women
2: right he told me stories that women would do that all the time to him um, as he was an adult uh, before he you know got married or whatever. I love but, NPH
1: you guys ever see yeah. Harold and Kumar's escape from Guantanamo Bay? I have not seen that one. No. Oh my God it is <laughs> hilarious and NPH like should have won an Academy Award. I'll really i really mean, argue Academy that. Academy Award is that's probably excessive. Right. I mean, I yes. I really would have argued that, you know, for a long time. So, yeah, yeah. way to go, yeah. NPH. Yeah,
2: I mean, for the god's sake, uh, the, you know, The Dark Knight. You know, I could understand people being upset that that one didn't win an Academy Award or be no, nominated. This, even this was but, a special you know, Harold performance. Harold and Kumar Escape Guantanamo is probably not up there. This I
1: was say. a special performance, George. Don't underestimate I mean, this. If this you're going to go
2: Harold and Kumar, I think the White Castle movie is probably the better winner.
1: No, no, no. You cannot say that because you just admitted you didn't know Harold and Kumar's Escape from Guantanamo Bay.
2: But it could not be better than the White Castle.
1: It movie, is. Sure. Trust me when I tell you. Mm.
2: I feel like you jumped the shark, or in this case, perhaps jumped the missile.
1: Well, you know, I've been, jumping fish has been a great theme this week. Yeah. You know, it has. Yeah. Oh,
2: right, the, the orca. Yeah. Right, that everybody that thought I photoshopped. Yeah. Mason had a, his orca was pretty high up too. I don't know if you saw that on that. Yeah, picture I
1: did see that, there. but his was a cartoon. Mine was real, real fish. I was I mean, going to say, so,
3: how ironic is that that you guys both saw orca whales on your
1: Caribbean vacations? It's
3: pretty oh. crazy, if you ask me.
1: I don't know. I don't know if they have orcas in Puerto Rico, and I didn't even know they had them down in Mexico. No, just happened.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was like, the, and then you oh. posted that video where you had all those orcas who were coming out of the water, right. but then when they splashed into the water, it kind of looked a little uh, weird, a little computery to me.
1: I know. There's a lot of people that uh, that are very suspicious.
2: I'm just saying it didn't look all on the up and up.
1: Because you know why? it's kind of yeah. sus. It is sus. Hear that, Lindsay?
3: Yeah, capitalism. Su- suspect? No, I don't, I don't think that one's a capism. No, you guys no, aren't. That, that's like a yours. legit, legit lingo. Oh, really? People yeah, but When say I, I that. use it. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, Laura says it
1: all the time I, on the show. That's who. I mean, I introduced you to that. I'm going to take credit. But now that. I'm, but now so, I'm using it. I've introduced. Wait. You wait so in now you're own.
2: not only just stealing your kids' lingo that you screw up. Now you're going to take Laura's lingo and Lindsay's lingo right. too. Mm-hmm. Right. Anything? He's been
3: taking Laura's lingo, right? The washing of the
1: hair.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey, girl.
3: Cap.
2: Yeah. I did wash my hair today.
1: Hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> you, uh, George, you missed it the other night, by the way. Laura was okay. doing an Instagram Live. I'm oh, out God. walking my dog. I can't help myself. I gotta watch what Laura's talking about because
2: it pops up on your screen. It says <laughs> right. Laura Aroma's going going right. live. Or Unique uh, at Unique is going uh, live. Yeah. Right,
1: and I, 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 it's my. You know, I love it. I love when she goes live. And I'm, I'm <laughs> no there. one is a bigger fan of your Instagram. Lives <laughs> that is than true than Cap. Thank and you, Cap. I, Thank I'm you. I'm watching, and then the next thing I know, everybody's going, "Yo, Cap's in the house." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm here." And then Laura sent me a high five. I high five your back. Next thing I know, I get an invitation to to be part of her Instagram live. Oh, and so now- you joined her like oh, a half and thanks. half. Laura walked my dog with me for twenty minutes. Yeah, wow. it was fun. I met I met the dog. He's so cute, <laughs> chunky but cute. <laughs> That's cute. That's funny.
2: Well, um, mm. so anywho, yeah, uh, look at that cap. Now you're all of a sudden your Instagram star. Thanks to Laura.
1: That it's it's thanks to Laura and it's also that, thanks but. to Carlo. <laughs> from our our social media team at 710. Carlo got, like, years of content yesterday between me, Bergman, Lindsey, Clinton, the Rompers, Mason, Ireland, Michael, you, George, Sliwa. I mean, Carlo just repurposed and repackaged and used every platform known to man. That's why this whole Romper gang thing just completely took off and went viral.
2: Yeah, Carlos great at what he does. I By mean, the
3: he's way, he's next gonna... time we do like a group outing like this, Sedano, you have to go. We need to all go to a Dodgers game or something in rompers. Yeah. I mean, I just well, no, well, regular clothes are fine. Over. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, we used to go to Dodger games all the time. We did a big thing a uh, couple years ago when I was doing the morning show with LZ and Key, and we went. We took a ton of listeners. It was like probably like twenty or thirty listeners. It was fun.
1: It does sound fun.
2: We drank a
1: lot of beer. That sounds good.
3: No one Watched stopped us at the game, but I did have a few people like DM me or tweet at me and be like, "Hey, I saw you guys at the game. You guys look like you're having fun." I was like, "Why didn't you come say hi?" Yeah,
1: yeah. Probably they were intimidated by Clinton. Would be my guess. There's that Midwest charm. Why didn't you come over and say hi? Yeah.
3: Well, I should have. You know.
1: They were like, "Ah, Clinton's a big TV star. I don't want to bother him."
3: <laughs> hey, date, you know, s- dating celebrities.
2: Speaking of big stars, there's a big star that's going to take an opportunity for the Dodgers that, honestly, I I didn't see coming, although it should have happened a long time ago. I'll explain what that's about coming up in a few minutes. We're back in about three minutes here on 710 ESPN.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good show. Not my favorite show, but it's a good show. Was it your favorite show, Lindsay?
3: Um, I've seen some episodes. It was pretty good. That was funny.
2: Oh wow! Are you downplaying that, or is that real?
3: No, that I, I really. I mean, I I couldn't. I mean, I know like Michael Scott, Jim and Pam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's a funny show. Um, it's kind of a weird thing to, you know, to make
1: fun of.
2: Well, you know? I mean, I guess <laughs> he figured, you know, it's in the Midwest. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Well, Midwest.
1: I mean, it's in like Scranton, Pennsylvania, right? See, cap. Watches. The I office. mean, well, Scrim, well Pennsylvania actually,
2: is is considered the Midwest. I it think is. I like. yeah, yeah, that part of Pennsylvania is considered nah, the Midwest. So.
3: Pennsylvania nah.
2: is is no. Yes, I've
3: had this conversation yes. with
2: Pennsylvanians. Yes. Yeah, I don't think
1: so.
3: Pennsylvania's part I, of the Midwest I, listen, for sure. Cap,
2: I, I'm telling you this because I know somebody from that part of the country, okay. and I said, "No, you're an East Coaster, bro," and they're like, "No, Philly is 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 the East Coast."
1: Okay, and what is Pittsburgh? The
2: the the, the West Side. Of Pennsylvania is more Midwest.
3: Pittsburgh is definitely
1: Midwest. Midwest. 100%. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, listen, all yeah. I'm going to tell you guys is this Scranton, Pennsylvania is about, uh, I don't know, 40 minutes or so from the New York state border. And I'm not talking about the west side of New York. So, but just listen, by the way, I just want you to know, I really don't know The Office. I don't know the show. My son, 21 years old, will argue till his death that The Office is the greatest sitcom in the history nah. of television. And I'm like, nah, Parks nah. I'm like no dude I'm like go watch The Jeffersons go watch Sanford and Son and come back and see me.
0: Yeah.
2: Parks and Rec. Better see than the me. office.
1: Yeah. Better I don't than
0: the
3: know o- I don't the know the mm-hmm. office that well. I'm that not a big you know like, Parks and Rec? sitcom not person really. in general. Just FYI. You don't know Parks and Rec? Nah. Not really. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen it but again like I don't like that's not my genre of choice. So I've seen I've seen episodes of Parks and Rec. I think it's funny but I'm not someone who's going to sit there and be like oh I need to watch every episode or I'm going to binge watch a binge watch a whole season.
2: Like it's, it's See, good. I didn't do that Seasonally. with The Office. I feel that way about The Office. but And it's funny because obviously they're very similar and you know very similar pro- production crews and whatnot. But uh, I did like Parks and Rec. I think it was just way less characters, which was easier to like.
0: Skip the first season. First I was season only that. six episodes. Yeah, but yeah. I was... No, uh, right, the first season. Yeah. I think yeah, it was you great. that was like, don't skip yeah, it, I Greg. Told you that. Yeah, yeah, Greg. Yeah, Greg was like, skip it. I mean, you
2: should don't watch it. it, but it's not like, yeah, it's no, not great. Skip it. But season two is one of the greatest seasons of comedy network comedy television i've ever seen
1: yeah, i'm just, just consumed right now with the map i'm trying to figure out Scrant right you still do watch sake yeah that's true Scranton, pennsylvania is like uh i don't know a couple hours north maybe of uh, philadelphia why don't you call
2: someone in scranton pennsylvania and ask them are you a midwesterner or are you someone are you a uh, uh, what what would, what would you say atlantic well let Coast me ask or? you this question
1: put up a poll just have i have a question for you is baltimore the midwest or is baltimore the east I Baltimore east.
2: is east because that's like
1: a sea city. Okay, I just want you guys to know that Scranton, Pennsylvania, is east of Baltimore.
3: Listen, I understand, but the it's not the city technically of Memf- geographical cap. I think that's what we're getting at yeah. here,
1: right? Mm.
2: The the that? city of Memphis and New Orleans are in the Western Conference of the NBA.
1: Well, that's that not. Mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything. You
2: know, I mean, like you know, like post pre Louisiana purchase, everything was west. Okay, like you know, so Memphis was in the West. Are you breaking out some American history
1: on me right now? Because, you know, I haven't taken that in like 40 years or so, and I don't even know what that meant. The whole Louisiana Purchase thing. But it sounded (laughs) like American history. No, seriously. Why am I not surprised? It sounded like American (laughs) history. Oh, does somebody here want to do an American history lesson for us all, the Louisiana Purchase? Because I don't know what it means. (laughs) Like, I mean, I guess somebody bought Louisiana, I'm guessing. But I couldn't remember the American history of it all.
3: My uncle was a history teacher.
1: Uh huh. What can he tell? I love history.
3: I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I could text him and ask him.
1: Okay,
2: so you don't know. Uh, The U.S. bought Louisiana from France.
1: Oh, they did. Yes. Hey, George, you got a good memory. What can I tell you, man? I mean, or I just remembered studying it in school. Yeah, but that's a good memory. (laughs) You know. I just don't remember the Louisiana Purchase. I know it sounds like something out of a U.S. history book. just don't remember the details surrounding the purchase, the transaction, if you will. Yeah. All right, you were about to talk about something that sounded very interesting to me related to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes.
2: So for many, 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 many moons, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the opening day pitcher has been? Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Now, last year I was out there saying that it was time for Walker Buehler, okay? And it didn't happen. Dave went with Clayton anyway. I was a little disappointed because I felt like it was Walker's time. But Dave has realized it is his time. Walker Buehler getting the nod on opening day today. Or yeah. this year, sorry.
1: Listen, and, and you know, it is a great honor to be the opening day starter. And it's a, it's a symbolic move, right? And when you have had Kershaw pitch, what is it? Is it 10 straight opening days? And you finally are ready to move on because Clayton Kershaw is no longer your number one. He's really no longer your number two. If he's healthy, you're hoping the very best you can get out of him is that he'll be a solid number three. And then really after that, the Dodgers are kind of up in the air with who's four, five, and you probably need six and seven as well in terms of starting pitching. So Walker Bueller, this is now, he is the ace of this staff. He deserves yeah, to start on opening question, day.
2: Right. Yeah. And he should start a lot of opening days, uh, hopefully, moving forward. But it is a passing of the
1: torch, per se. It is. It is. And I, yeah. I know I, when Dave Roberts was asked, like, so how did Walker Bueller react? Like, like the media is all thinking that Walker Buehler is going to start doing jumping jacks. Like, yes, yeah. yes. Like, he's going to jump up and down and go crazy. And they were like, yo, Sadak, so how did it How'd go? And he's like, yeah, he shrugged his shoulders and said, okay, great, yeah, let's go. I mean, yeah. to these guys, you know, it's, it's, let's go. Let's get the season started. I'm ready. Yeah. 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 He's not jumping for joy. He's like, I'm ready to pitch.
2: I am absolutely ready for the baseball season. I actually watched some spring training the other day. It was nice.
1: Wow. Well, it's funny because my daughter said to me last night as we were at the Laker game, she said, hey, Dad, what's your favorite sports event, like, game, to be at and i i it like it it seems like such a simple question right i was like okay i like nba games there's a lot of energy a lot of action a lot of music okay fine um hockey's great in person i love nfl football games but only when i'm standing on the sidelines not so much when i'm up in the stands and then it kind of occurred to me i was like i, I kind of think i love being at baseball games more than any other sporting event so i'm ready to man
2: um, I think it just depends on the mood I'm in. I like going to a baseball game if I'm going with some friends and I want to be able to just have a chat. Like, I think baseball allows you to be more social, right? You don't – because they're, the, the action is way slower and you don't have to, like, pay attention to every pitch. And, you know, you can just kind of leisurely take part in the game. And whereas basketball and football, you got to kind of pay attention. Like, I mean, football, for sure, you got to pay attention to every single play. And basketball is constant movement, much like hockey. Right. So it's like tough as well there to have like a conversation. And yeah. And, you know, there's just arenas are loud, louder, I think, than baseball stadiums uh, just because of the indoor factor. So, yeah, I, I baseball games, I, it depends to me on whether, who my company is. Do, do, I usually go to baseball games with, with people I want to sit down and chat with for a long time.
1: Yeah, I stopped paying attention last night to the Sixers-Lakers game, and uh, when I looked back up at the scoreboard, the Sixers were kind of pulling away, and I was like, yo, let's beat the traffic and get out of here.
2: You were one of those people I was making fun of with 47 seconds to go.
1: You were? What were you saying?
2: I said, I can't believe people are leaving. Like, this is still a, th- a two possession game. It's six points. Like, what are we doing? What's going on here? I was surprised, very
1: surprised. Yeah. Actually, I did. I noticed. I was like, you know what? I think people are starting to make their ways for the exit. You know, the score, you know, maybe Philadelphia had like a seven point lead or an eight point lead, got down to a six point lead. I was like, you know what? I think now's the right time to get out of here. Yeah. And we did. Yeah.
2: I don't, I, you know, I feel like if, like, how much time was left on the clock?
1: Probably about two minutes.
2: Yeah, if you've already stayed that long and there's only two minutes left on the right, clock. You feel like, like you're, you're committed to the stay. end? Yeah, I mean, what the hell are you leaving for at that point?
1: Well, What are you going to say,
2: five minutes, ten minutes?
1: No, it's just that I really wanted to get to an in-and-out. Like, I, My mind was at that okay, point I mean, I more on a double-double and less on whether or not the Lakers were going to win or lose. I get it. But
2: there were some people with 47 seconds left in a you know six-point game. Russ got uh, a shot and an and-one, and there were some people running back down to their seats, which I thought was <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun night, though. I will tell you that. It was a great night, great energy, great crowd. It's just a shame that LeBron didn't play because if the Lakers played as competitively as they did against a team like Philadelphia last night, if you add LeBron to the lineup, I mean, there's a really good chance the Lakers win and start to build the energy and the momentum. Yeah, I don't know about
2: really good chance, but there's a good yeah. There's a better chance. Certainly, well, well,
1: I mean they only lost by five points. You add LeBron to the lineup, right. you get four. But points. I also
2: think this is like I also think the other team takes you way more seriously when LeBron's on the floor.
1: I would agree with that. Hey, listen, there's parts of this game. I'm looking at Dwight Howard. I'm going, hey, Dwight Howard, 28 minutes, 24 points. You can played still well. do that in an NBA game. That's impressive, not
2: regularly, but occasionally.
1: But right, listen, to even be able to do it. On the other hand, I'm looking on the other side. I'm going. Yo, DeAndre Jordan, man, if you could have given the Lakers like 14 minutes and nine points a game, that would have been really helpful early, earlier in the year.
2: Yeah. I'm
1: but he also saying. didn't
2: have as much talent as the Sixers have around. The field, so there's that.
1: I mean, but still, you know, I mean, he didn't do anything with the Lakers except help Anthony Davis off the floor when he got hurt. I mean, I mean he, he did literally do that. did nothing.
2: He did that. He did that. Yeah. He did that. He said, well, you know, we probably should have known when he told us he couldn't do 50 push-ups.
1: Right. (laughs) We're like, you got no chance on this team, pal. That was a dead giveaway
2: for us. Like, we should have known right then and there. We had him on. We're like, yo, can you do 50 push-ups? He's like, I don't know, man. i got long arms. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that part of the equation.
1: (laughs) You have to really put your arms way out wide, dude. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's true. I mean, that makes it a lot more challenging. Hey, speaking of challenging, the Rams are trying to put this puzzle together for this roster, and there's some challenges that lay ahead. Plus, uh, Draymond Green said something that's got everybody all fired up uh, in the NBA, and it involves LeBron, so we'll get to all that coming up. Stick around. We're back in three and a half minutes.